0: Today on Shatter the Mold, we'll sit down with a high-level podcast producer and coach and we'll break down some of the finer points on what it really takes to make it in the podcasting world. Don't you change that dial or drop that phone. We're about to level it up and shatter the mold. Question. In a world where groupthink is the norm, others want what you've earned and thinking for yourself will get a target painted on your back. How do you flip the script and level up your business, your money, relationships, your health, your status, and your life? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Andrew S. Kaplan, and it's time to Shatter the Mold. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Shatter the Mold. Andrew S. Kaplan here, really happy to be here with you. Today we've got a really interesting guest, and he's going to really walk us through the finer points on podcasting. But before we get there, a quick little bit of news. Uh, The last Law of Attraction book you'll ever need to read, of course, is out in audiobook format. And, you know, until recently, I didn't even think to check it out on the iTunes charts um, from the self-development category. But on a whim, I decided to go ahead and look at it, and I realized that it was on the number 100 spot there. So it was top 100 the first time I looked. I then looked again 24 hours later, and it was number 47. So really just happy to say that it's a top 50 audiobook on iTunes self-development category and just want to thank everyone out there who bought it in this format who helped get it there in fact everyone that bought the book in any format and who continues to write in and leave positive feedback I really do appreciate it and it just it never gets old so thanks so much for that Uh, that's all really the news that I got you for you today so we're just gonna head on over switch mics jump on straight into the interview so uh, enjoy this one it's a really good one Okay, today's guest is a podcast producer and a podcaster coach. Now, most people wait years before finally taking real steps toward pursuing their passions, but at only 21 years of age, we've got someone here today who obviously is wasting no time. Host of Path to Podcast Success, a show dedicated to helping other aspiring podcasters launch their vision and succeed with their brand, Shatter the Mold warmly welcomes Mr. Evan Johnson. Evan, thanks so much for being here, man, and welcome to Shatter the Mold. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate that intro. Um, thank you. I'm really yeah, excited. Man. You know, it's it's actually, it's very interesting. And it's interesting to also to hear that from a podcast producer and a coach. Um, I do get that compliment a lot. And because part of what we're going to be talking about today uh, will be for aspiring podcasters, although we'll get into business and other Um, other topics. I think I find it really interesting that a lot of podcasters might not get that compliment because I think it's such an important thing when you're leading in to really think about your guest and really highlight not even their value to make them look better or feel better, but highlighting their value so that the listener understands exactly what they're going to get by continuing to listen to the interview. So I take it as a high compliment that you enjoyed the intro, but I also wanted to highlight that because you are a podcast producer. And I, I wonder why cer- certain hosts don't even seem to really think about that. It almost seems like they're, they're reading from a blank sheet and they're really uh, deadpan about it. And I'm wondering if you, as a producer and as a coach, if you notice that more as well, or if it's actually just me.
1: A lot of people do intros in different ways, to be honest. Um, I record a separate one and I put it before the intro starts or the the episode starts. Right. Mm -hmm. So like when I put the audio files together, there's like the intro at the beginning with the music and all that stuff. Then there's a separate recorded intro that I do. And then it's the, it's the interview itself. But I think what you did was really interesting and I like how much thought you put into it. Did you, when you did that, did you like look at the description of my podcast and stuff, or did you just kind of think about that and, and
0: create that yourself? Right. So full disclosure. So, you know, so the listeners are following along. Uh, Yesterday I asked you for notes. I'm like, Hey dude, is there anything that you want me to mention about you um, in this intro that that's relevant? And you gave me like a sentence and a half. And I basically just took that and I took what I knew of you because we already had a conversation before this. um, And I just melded into one. I mean, for me, I've got years and years of copywriting experience. So my Mm -hmm. brain is always working in a direction of having a loose, easy flow for uh, a reader's eyes or a listener's ears to get through. So uh, I really, be- I'd actually, I made this an hour before our conversation. Uh, it took me about 30 seconds to do.
1: Wow. Well, to be honest, I might take some of what you did in that intro and I might steal that and use some of that myself for intros to my guests. Because Dude. that was really, it really helped to kick off the conversation in a really interesting way. Yes. Um, honestly, so... Uh, you know, it made me feel good as a guest. You were talking me up, which was which was, was always nice. Um, so that's interesting. Yeah, I'll, I'll probably take that.
0: <laughs> please feel free. I, I remember another guest saying that to me, um, not to make this the mutual ad- admiration club. I remember another gay- guest saying that to me and I take that as a high compliment. So please take the whole thing, man. Even take the actual recording if you want it. So uh, yeah, by all means. Um, now, even hearing you say that, I'm not sure how many people hear it in your voice, but you are a student of the game you actually in a way you immediately even kind of like discussed some of the mechanics in there and like what it takes to even make a podcast interesting and get things going. But before getting to that point, I really want listeners to understand like your story and where you're coming from. And I want to hear about more about your background. Cause I understand uh, was it college that you dropped out of? Was it high school that you quit? Uh, Give me some clarity on that, please.
1: Yeah. So um, when I was in high school I, all my friends were beginning to get jobs, right, as normal high school kids do, just to have some extra money, like, you know, getting jobs at Taco Bell or McDonald's or, you know, Target or, or Walmart or whatever. And uh, I kind of wanted some extra cash as well. And so my mom, who's involved in the online entrepreneur space um, and has been for uh, a long time, uh, she had a podcast herself and she approached me seeing that I was kind of looking for a job. And she approached me and said, hey, um, how would you feel if I taught you how to do the podcast editing and paid you to do it? And I was like, oh, okay, sure. <laughs> and so she taught me how to do it and she had me do her editing for her. And so, you know, that went well. And eventually as I uh, began to look again for other jobs because it was just, you know, it's just the one podcast wasn't a lot of money. Uh, she said, okay, well, why don't you do this for other people too online? And for some reason, I hadn't really thought about that. And so, um, honestly, a lot of it really has to do with, with uh, my mom and her influence. And she kind of put that entrepreneurial spirit into me in, in like a good way, right? She didn't force it on me, but she gave me the idea. And I kind of took it and ran with it over time. Um, of course, I was only in high school. <laughs> you know what I mean? I was younger than 18 years old, so I wasn't, and I was never, uh, I was always a pretty casual person. So I didn't truly, truly dive into it and really, really try to grow the business until about two years ago. Um, when my, my girlfriend and I were going to move out on our own, uh, we moved from California to where we are now in Atlanta, Georgia. And so I knew, okay, well, I'm moving out of my parents' house. I need money. I have this business, uh, and I don't want to go get a job somewhere else because I did actually try working at Starbucks and it lasted about one month before I quit (laughs) (laughs) nothing against Starbucks. It's a great company. Uh, they make great products, but I, you know, working for somebody else like that was not for me. Right. Um, so, uh, right when I left high school, or when I, I did graduate high school, and then I, I ended up going to college, um, I went to a physical, physical college in California for about a year and a half, I transferred to an online university. And then a couple months ago, um, I just kind of kept thinking that the time I'm spending and the effort that I'm spending on college does not seem to be worth at all. And even though I was only about three or four months from graduating and it was online, so it really wasn't that much time commitment. Uh, I still, I quit because it was, it even, any, even five minutes seemed like a waste of time and time that I could be spending on my business or hanging out with my girlfriend or something that meant a lot more to me than Mm -hmm. college. So I dropped out and I just was focusing on my business. And now here I am.
0: Right. Uh, when you made that decision to leave, did you have any friends or family in your life where you had to be like, well, Mark Zuckerberg quit and, you know, Steve Jobs quit? Like, you know, Did you have to defend your decision to people or did everyone in your life really understand it and, and not really shy away from it? Um, to be honest, I didn't make a big deal about it. Because like I said, I'm I'm
1: over here. I'm I'm across the country from from most people that I know and hang and knew from my childhood and like my closest friends are in California, my family's in California. It's just my girlfriend here and, and she is in a very similar boat to me. And so she supports everything that I do. Hmm. Um but my well, my mom, of course, was all for quitting college, right? Because she was the one who started me on this whole path to begin with, and she's an entrepreneur through and through. Um And, you know, unless you're trying to be like a doctor or scientist or something like that, college really is for the amount of money you have to spend on it and the amount of time. It's not a good investment. So Mm -hmm. she was all for it. Um, My dad has always been more traditional. Um, So he, but honestly, I didn't really make a big deal about it. And I think he knew that even if he said something, I like nothing would sway me from dropping out. So, I don't know. I honestly don't really know what his, like, his personal feelings probably he was probably kind of apprehensive about that decision. But whatever, I did it anyway. Um, my friends were similar. Um, when I first broached it, they were like, n- you, n- you should probably just finish, have a backup plan, blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, um, okay, well, I hear you, but I am going to ignore that because mm-hmm. it's not good advice for me personally. Um, mm-hmm. I don't want a backup plan. Because if I have a backup plan, I'm not going to try as hard on my main plan, right? <laughs> um, so, I mean, to be honest, no. Um, I've always been the kind of person so that if there's something that I really want to do, I'll end up doing it. You know, e- even, even if even if for a little bit, if someone says something and I I may feel apprehensive because of what something someone says, uh, I'll eventually end up doing it anyway. And right. I knew I wanted to drop out of college. Uh, I, I knew it for a little while before I actually did it. I knew it was pointless to continue. So I was like, no, I'm just going to do it. I mean, mm-hmm. I, don't, I really don't care. Plus it saved, my parents were the ones helping pay for it and it would save them money. So honestly, that as well made it so that it was easier for them. However, there are some people that I just haven't told because right. I knew, I know they're not going to gonna like it.
0: You'll, you'll uh, let them know when you're in a seven big figure land and you'll be like, oh, by exactly. the way. Exactly.
1: I'll, I'll let him know when when I can prove that it was a really good
0: decision and everything's working out great. <laughs> yeah, gotcha, gotcha. Speaking of which, I mean, you know, obviously I heard that you were kind of like not pushed into it, but you were invited into the podcast world. That's That's the direction you took. What inspired you to stick with that? What is it about podcasting specifically that really kind of resonates with you and and you know in terms of also specifically helping people because i know you host your own show but a lot of you what you do is geared towards helping other people do it so just want to get your thoughts on kind of what brought you kept you in that direction and what really inspires you most about it
1: that's an interesting question
0: it i've
1: always and it's interesting because i had another podcast conversation with someone yesterday um and we kind of talked about this a little bit so it's it's interesting to have this kind of come back up but it's interesting that you ask because i have always from as far back as i can remember i've always had a really hard time answering the question of like what do you want to do or what do you enjoy doing right Mm. um like even when i was in elementary school and someone asked what do you want to be when you grow up i was like (laughs) i don't know (laughs) um and so about podcasting is I kind of was thrown into it like like you mentioned. Um, I didn't go out and seek, okay, I want to do podcast work. I kind of found myself stumbling into it. And at first I stuck with it because I was, you know, pretty young and I didn't really know what else I would do. And eventually as it started to take off and I realized, okay, well, if I wanna make this successful, I have to like it, right? Mm-hmm. Because I have to be able to come from a genuine place. Because if I'm coming if I'm if I'm being fake people are going to know and it's not going to be successful or not nearly as successful as it could be. And that's actually been something that I've been thinking about a lot recently is uh, I've been trying in any way that I can to make everything I do more genuine, less about money, more about you know, helping people and just enjoyment for what I do. Right. So I would say, I mean, of course, the first thing I think of when you ask what do you like most about it is that I'm essentially paid to listen to inspiring podcasts, mm. right? Mm-hmm. Like I know you were on, you were on Nate Bailey's podcast championship leadership, right?
0: Yeah. Like great, I'm great paid call. to great listen call. to that.
1: Yeah. I heard, I heard your guys's uh, interview and I was essentially paid to, I'm essentially paid to listen to great podcast in- interviews like that or me, like this one or something like that. So I learned so much. Especially starting this in high school and having the input of these kinds of conversations for so long mm-hmm. it and I didn't realize until recently but it really did make an impact so and so that is something I of course enjoy from like a a personal standpoint and from this standpoint of like helping people right I like seeing people uh, start their podcasts and, and be excited about it and I just like seeing people get excited because, you know, people like having podcasts. It's exciting to be able to talk with people about things that you're passionate about. So seeing them come from a place of, Oh, I kind of, I want to do that, but I have no idea how or what to do to then helping them get to the point where, okay, well now I have a podcast. It's live. People are listening to it. People like it. And I love it. Um, You know, I like seeing that. I like being a part of that.
0: I love it. You know, I, I often invite people to, you know, they hear the episode, but kind of like listen back, because I say, like, there's a lot of gold hiding in it. And sometimes I just want to highlight something. So what I want to highlight just in that answer for people is what I think is tremendous insight, because you're like, (laughs) here, I'm being paid to listen to these great things that I'm learning from, which is another way of saying I'm being paid to improve myself. And I think, the key here is the insight of of realizing that and looking at it from perspective. Because I wonder if people right now are being paid to do things and they're not understanding the value of it. Maybe their boss is really hard on them and they're making them do an extra task and they don't realize they're actually building a skill that's going to be super marketable if they want to jump to another job and make an extra 50K than they're making right now. So I really just want to acknowledge you because you know I know for you, you're, you're 21, you're like, well, that's not young, that's just whatever. But for me at at where I'm at, you know, 21 is is very young and impressive to have that kind of insight, but I definitely want to highlight that for people. Um, I'm curious, you know, because you do hear that piece, but also it's like, you know, you've got to have an ear for how people can improve and what they can do better. I want to ask you like really about your understanding of the mechanics of podcasting. Like when you help people, what do you usually work on the most to really get them over the top? Like what do they have the most trouble with? how do you help them fix it and like how do the results turn out after that
1: well you mean like if someone comes and they don't have a podcast already and want to start one like what's the thing that i help them with the most to make that podcast successful
0: yeah i'm wondering like do they need help with their message do they need help with um their their strategy or their ideas like what's the thing that most people really struggle with that, that you help them on that you kind of like identify as a common thing that most podcasters might not even expect, but it ends up being an issue before they start?
1: Well, so far in my experience, most people that I have talked to and approached and, and people I've been approached uh, by who want to start a podcast, most people already have, have an idea about what they want the podcast to be about, right? Because mm-hmm. you usually don't think about wanting to start a podcast until you have something you want to podcast about you know what i mean like some people might think oh i want to start a podcast but i have no idea what um however up to this point no one uh you know being completely honest no one has approached me with that angle right if they don't know what they want Mm. um, but they want to start a podcast um however someone did what i would tell them would be to just sit down and really think and have a, a document open and make a list of topics that they enjoy um And topics related to what they do for money if if, especially if they're like an entrepreneur topics related to what they do and see if you can find topics that are both right and then podcast and then find a way to make it unique because i'm sure there's already a podcast about it somewhere so make it different make it yours and then there's your podcast right but i was just gonna say more so what i what i help people with people usually have their topic and then i help them with things like okay well what should the name be what should what should your intro outro include who do you want as a guest and all the more back end stuff like that honestly because i mean to be honest like i said most people already have an idea about what they want and they're they've always been good ideas there's no bad idea you know (laughs) (laughs) so i don't know if that answers your question but Yeah, yeah, yeah it does yeah
0: and i mean it sounds like i was dead on when your intro i mentioned you know the extra added layer of succeeding with their brand because that's what happens when you're, when you're naming a show and when you're deciding on even like your guests, I think a lot of people don't realize the guests that you choose are an aspect of your brand because that is the value that you are choosing to extend out to your audience. And, um, that, that's really cool. Now, do you help them um, pitch those guests or find those guests? Like how deep in the process do you get or are you uh, like hands-on or are you giving them more just like an overall strategy for them to follow?
1: A little bit of both. And it honestly depends. Um, I, I do different things for each person that I work with, but most of the time people don't necessarily need me to go and pitch guests for them. Mm-hmm. Um because usually people have already have an idea about who they want, and who knows better about who they want than them, right? And pitching and getting guests for a podcast is very very easy. Um, I just kind of I just make sure they know that first of all, because a lot of people may get caught up on oh god, when am I going to get a guest or how do I get a guest or you know something like that, but it's really easy um of course if you want someone really really high level then that's a different story because Mm -hmm. they have uh, uh, their time is very very valuable to them and it may especially if your podcast is new that may not come on your show but most people right if you uh you just like for example with you i just reached out to you i told you you know hey I'm, i'm nate bailey's podcast producer you had a great conversation with him i really loved your interview would you be interested in being on my podcast and you said yes yes and it's really it's that simple you know what i mean people love being on podcasts, I love being on podcasts. If someone approached me and said, Hey, would you like to be my podcast? And if that I thought that I would be a good fit for their podcast, I would say yes. So it's really too. It's very, very simple, simple enough to not necessarily always warrant someone needing someone like me to get them guests unless they want it. In which case I'm welcome. I'm always offer I would love to help help them with that.
0: Mm. But I haven't necessarily needed to up to this point. Right? Love it. So, and I love what you from your answer there for people wondering because there are people like, even I'll give you my perspective because you're like, hey, I, I messaged you and you said yes. And in many ways, it's not that simple. Um, I, you know, I kind of did a very little bit of research. I'm like, oh, I can actually provide value here. And that's kind of like one of my themes of 2020. Um, but for people, full disclosure for people, I didn't invite you on here until I had a chance to talk to you and confirmed my suspicions that you were really on the ball and that you had a lot to offer my audience as well. So there, you know, just as an extra added layer for people that might be thinking about podcasting, there might be a situation where you might, you know, you want to be a guest on someone else's thing. Not that, uh, not Evan, that you had that specific thing, Um, but people might want to do that. It's like, sometimes you kind of like, just got to prove it first because they just don't know you yet. They don't understand what you have to value, you have to offer. So it's just, it's always good, especially in the beginning, wherever you can, to find people that you know are also into giving value and doing really good things because it ends up oftentimes making really good conversations and really good connections.
1: Definitely, yeah. And of course, for you, the reason that I was I was so willing to have you on my podcast just to follow with that specific example, even though we hadn't talked, was that I heard you on Nate's podcast. I trust Nate with, you know, I trust Nate completely. And you were on his podcast. You shared great value. He had you on. He spoke highly of you. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to have him on. There's lots of different avenues to be able to see someone that you trust. Yes. Um. But definitely, uh, you know, just to amend what I said, don't invite someone on just to have them on. Right. Make sure that you're you're certain one way or another that they'd be a good fit and that they would it be a worthwhile uh investment
0: for your time. You know. Yeah. And you know, full full disclosure, man. Like I I hate I remember just oh, this only happened to one person. But one person, um, you know, I took bad advice and they were such a dud to be really candid that I just I Mm. didn't put the episode up. I couldn't do it. I couldn't like I didn't want to betray their time, but I couldn't I couldn't reconcile putting someone in front of my audience that was going to just suck. I just, I couldn't do it. And I felt really bad at like full disclosure, I felt really bad because that's that person's time also. So it did weigh on me Mm -hmm. and it it gave me a really bad day, but I'm like, I just can't, I can't do it. I can't put these people in front of my people. My people trust me. I just, I can't give them a bomb. So (laughs) sometimes that happens. Yeah, Sometimes that happens and sometimes you can't
1: really know until you've had them on, you know what I mean? Or until you've talked to them. And most times with something like this, the first time you actually talk like talk with them through something that's not messenger might be the podcast interview so sometimes you don't know until Mm -hmm. until they're on so it really this is a case-by-case thing but yeah sometimes that happens and and i think it's really it was really good of you to not release the episode because thank you you. your audience i mean you know you have them in mind and you want to share value and if it didn't share
0: value then just be a waste of everyone's time yeah for sure and you know it's it's a it's a brave, uncomfortable thing too. Like, you know, full disclosure. I mean, obviously this is a great conversation. This episode's coming out, but what if it didn't, it's like, we both know Nate and we're both kind of friends now and like what an awkward <laughs> thing. Right. Yeah. It's like, and I, I bring that up again cause I'm taking advantage of the fact that we've got a, a great podcast producer and coaching you right now. And we might have people that are really interested in podcasting. I want to give them these insights um, and the psychology of the fact that as you're doing this, you don't know if you've got possible faux pas, you don't know when your time's going to be wasted and when it's going to pay off. A lot of it is, that's the reason, like what you're talking about, is like, you just got to be passionate and really into this because um, even the best laid plans, there's going to be certain things that you're going to have to encounter because now you're the boss and sometimes the boss has to make tough decisions.
1: Yeah, true. Yeah, there's always going to be tough decisions, even with something like a podcast, you know, sure. sometimes uh, I, I luckily haven't encounter, encountered an interview yet that I just straight up didn't release. But I've come close a couple times.
0: So mm-hmm. yeah, I hear you. Yeah. <laughs> so you're on the like you kind of like editing like a bad answer out or something.
1: Yeah. <laughs> like on uh, the I'll push this through. I'll just I'll get it.
0: I'll make it happen like whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah and I, re- I release two
1: episodes a week, so you know, mm. I, if if one of them is maybe better than the other, then it's all right as long as one as long as it's like it's not just straight up garbage, right. then I'll usually release it because they may get people will get some value from it. And
0: then even if they don't, well, there'll be another episode in a couple days. So, so long right. a whole week for it. Um I'm, I'm glad, Evan, that you bring that up, by the way, because you know, there's something to be said about consistency, whether it's a podcast or just like any kind of entrepreneurial venture. And I'm curious for you is that two episode a week schedule challenging? Are you uh batch producing to get ahead of it? Like how are you personally handling that to stay on track and deliver consistently for your audience?
1: Okay. Um, well, to preface that, I'd just like to say that if I had to pick one thing, like if someone asked me what is like, if there's only one thing, uh, one concept related to podcasting that I needed to prioritize as number one, what would it be? I would say it's consistency. So, you know, whatever you need to do to make it consistent, you need to do it. Um, but as far as your question, um, I actually, I had my idea to, now I kind of, it's an interesting, um, I guess, a little bit outside of the norm, the reason why I, I, I can handle doing two episodes a week. And that is, um, I, when I started, I first had the idea to start my podcast in April of last year. And I didn't actually launch it until the following August. Mm-hmm. So, but during that time, I was just recording content. Now, I don't know if I would necessarily recommend that to everyone that is thinking of starting a podcast. Like, I wouldn't say, okay, well, you have an idea to start a podcast. don't start it for like a couple months and record content. You could, but I wouldn't necessarily recommend it because it comes back to one of my favorite sayings, which is when was the best time to plant a tree? Well, the best time was 20 years ago, but the second best (laughs) time is now. Yes. (laughs) Right. And it's the same thing. When is the best time to start a podcast? A podcast takes time to grow, right? Mm -hmm. Um, It's kind of like if you're trying to grow a social media following and you post your first post, uh, no one's going to care, right? (laughs) It's going to take months and months of consistent posting to get people to care and to grow an audience. It's the same thing with podcasting. Um, once it starts growing, it really takes off, but it, ta- it takes time. So um, as far as batch recording, I would definitely recommend to carve out one or two days a week or one or two days every, every other week or something like that and record as many episodes as you can. Like have podcast days. Um, if you have guests, try your very best to schedule guests on the same day. And you get, because uh, especially if you only release one a week, which is usually what people do, um, then uh, let's say you take four hours on one day and record four episodes. Well, that's the whole month right yeah. there. And then you could take the following day and spend the day uh, editing the episodes, right? Or if you have someone who you're outsourcing it to, then, well, then you're done, right? Um that is that is really important to help as opposed to just having a bunch of interviews sprinkled throughout the week because I found that having interviews really kind of messes up your day in that if you're planning on doing other work, right, just like on your own and you have a podcast interview right in the middle, it it it, it splits up your day. You right. get off your train of focus, right? You have to stop and, okay, I'm on an interview now, so I have to pay attention to that. And they tire you out. You know, if you do a couple interviews in a row, it really tires you out. So when you're done interviewing, you're not going to want to get right back to work, you know. Um, So keep that in mind. And so just kind of batch episodes um, when you can on on certain days. And then you should be good. Um, I do two episodes a week because podcasting is my main thing. So I do a lot of interviews. And um, I'm not. Oh, I'm guilty of some some weeks not sticking to a batch day, just having a bunch of interviews sprinkled throughout the week. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. um, but hey, it's, it's what I do. So I guess that's how I justify it to myself. Yeah, it's um, like over a
0: long but, enough haul, you keep ahead of schedule anyway.
1: <laughs> yeah, but any. But that's you know, I'm still learning. Everyone is still learning. You're not going to be perfect right away. Just take some days, record content, and release whatever you feel like you can release. If that's one episode a week, great. If that's two. Great. Nate Bailey, to use him as another example, he releases three episodes a week because he records a lot of episodes. And yeah. that's great. You know, that's what he can do. So that's what he does. Um, so it it really, there's no right answer when it comes to podcasting. It's whatever you can do. But keep in mind, the more you release, the faster you'll grow.
0: Mm-hmm. Something I got to take a lesson on myself. And everyone's got a reason for me. Um, my show is not two times a week anymore. It will get back to that point. And for me, the the, the reason's simple. I've, I've been building out uh, a massive high-ticket product that people have already paid for and are already in the middle of, so I'm staying ahead of the game for them. But there, there's always a reason. But I definitely am in your camp, Evan, where if someone's going to do a podcast, it's way smarter, way wiser to be consistent, especially in terms of making sure that you do grow.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, consistency. I always like to use, to use another analogy that I like. Um, it's like, if, it, it, I, it's like if, you, if there's a really popular TV show, Mm-hmm. Um, and it, let's say it releases, uh, I don't know, uh, Sunday night is when a new episode airs each week and then your whole family sits down and it's Sunday night and you're ready for this episode and all you get as a message that says, oh, I couldn't get to it this week. Check back later.
0: Mm. um <laughs> What?
1: <laughs> you would probably not keep watching that TV show. Yeah. Um, so you listeners drop out. If you miss, if you, if you schedule every week on Monday or Sunday night or whatever, and you miss a day well even one even one day missed you'll lose listeners plus itunes really screws you in rankings if you if you're not consistent just like on the technical side of it um if you if you're consistently releasing on sunday night just to continue with that example and you miss a week um the iTunes is, is does not like
0: that. <laughs> yeah, because iTunes is viewing you as their like, you're part of their brand and people's enjoyment of iTunes. Therefore, their algorithm is designed not to like you as much if you're not being consistent, because it's in many ways a representation of them.
1: Yeah, and it takes time to really work your way up the rankings. So don't let one mistake like that really just put your right back down into the toilet with the rankings, right. which is what will happen or what could happen if you if you're not consistent so yeah keep that in mind and if that means you have to stick with only one a week like if you can't make two a week consistently then that's fine one a week is great i started with one a week i didn't add two a week until a, m- a month or two ago um so one a week is plenty is is plenty so don't don't feel bad don't be like oh god my podcast isn't gonna grow yeah. if i only do
0: one <laughs> a week one a week's okay <laughs> yep, keep doing your thing. Um, yeah. You brought something up in the course of these answers. And it was something you asked me about when I was on your show. So I, I want to revisit it here. Just the, the idea of outsourcing a, a part of your work. I'm wondering how much that kind of comes into play with the people you work with and how important you specifically view that.
1: Well, of course, just kind of ask a disclaimer. That's what I do, right? I do podcast production. So people outsource their podcasts to me. So that's 100% of what uh, people I work with, that's, you know, what they do. Um, you can, I've talked with a lot of people on my podcast about that. And people just to kind of, you know, step outside of my business and just look at it from like a non-biased perspective. You can, it really depends on the individual. I've had guests who straight up like the editing process. So they want to do it. And that is great. So I'm like, yeah, keep doing it. You know, that's awesome. Um, I've had people who don't, you know, sometimes you don't have the money. You could get someone fairly cheap on like Fiverr, but they're not going to do too good of a job. Mm -hmm. But they do do it, right? So you could go that route. Um, Otherwise, some people just, some people will do it because some people will like not outsource and do it themselves because there is value in re-listening to your shows and really diving into the podcast process because then you know what it takes you know what those steps are and by listening to yourself and really listening to those interviews you really get better as a host as a podcast host right there's something to really be said about that um however of course i mean the reason anyone think anyone would think to outsource anything that reason will hold true for podcasting as well as any other part of business it frees up your time, It frees up a lot of your time, uh, especially if you're beginning and you don't know really what you're doing when it comes to podcasting. you could learn and do it, but it will take you a lot of time. Um so outsourcing frees up your time, frees up your energy, uh, especially if you don't like doing it. if you don't like doing it, then you know why do it? Um, so there's a lot of different avenues to take. There's a lot of great reasons to outsource, and there are also a lot of great reasons to keep doing it yourself. but there will come a point when your business has grown and there's a point in growth of business where tasks like audio editing, you will need to outsource so you can focus on big picture growth stuff. Mm. But if you're not there yet, then, you know, just yeah. you just have to think about what your individual, uh, what your
0: individual perspective is. Does that make sense? Does that answer your question? Oh, that makes perfect sense. And you know, it's, it's, it's funny. Me personally, I don't outsource a lot right now. Um, if I were going to, it would be outsourcing editing, even though I am a control freak about it, but it'd also be outsourcing um, finding guests, even though I'm also a bit of a control freak about that. And my reasoning, I mean, I, I say I'm a control freak, but part of my reasoning is I've been pouring, I made a decision this year, I'm pouring so much of my money into promoting my new book just because I believe in the project so much. So mm-hmm. a lot of times people will make different decisions and I would caution people, just make sure you're making the right decision for the right reason, because it could be your actually just like using a BS excuse to kind of hold yourself back and you should be making a change to find a real professional who you can outsource to who's really going to help you grow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cool. So I wanted to um, also make sure to ask you, you know, the, the path to podcast success, uh, well, pa- path to podcast success, um, this mm-hmm. podcast what about it the most, like what kinds, what's the feedback that you get from people listening that really drives you the most and that you're most pleased with?
1: That's an interesting, interesting question. Um, well, first again, I just want to be fully transparent. My podcast is still fairly new as podcasts go. So I Mm -hmm. haven't gotten a lot of feedback from people. Like I haven't gotten overwhelming feedback. Right. But, um, I have gotten some feedback and it's been positive. Really any positive feedback is feel, it feels good, right? It feels good to have your work validated. Um, So I would say people talking about, uh, I've had people tell me that the podcast has kind of cleared up that path, right? Hence the title path, the podcast success. I've had people tell me that it really gave them a clear picture about what it takes to have a podcast. Mm -hmm. And, what it would mean what it and what how their business and lives would change if if they do have a podcast um right. i had a client who i i had my first call with them when uh before we had actually started working together and they said hey i i listened to your podcast and i think it was i thought it was really um really interesting and it really helped clear that up so um comments like that i think um helping me to realize that the vision that i had for the podcast is um actually like coming true and that people even just one person has seen that and gotten something from it Mm -hmm. um that really helps uh keep keep me motivated if you know if that answers your question
0: yeah perfect perfect and actually this kind of like leads into uh another i wasn't expecting to ask this question right now but this is the perfect time because um you did make a really generous offer to me yesterday where you said you know, anyone listening, if they want a free session of podcast coaching from you, if they're really interested in that, they can reach out and and arrange that with you. And uh, I was curious, you know, if that being still be on the table, what is the best way for them to get in touch with you and learn about you and inquire about getting that free session?
1: Um, well, yeah, I'm definitely, you know, I would love to help out any listeners of your show who may be interested in in that process but don't know a whole lot about it or don't know if it would be right for them you know i'd love to have a conversation about that um i won't try to sell you on anything i'm just i just want to help right um as far as getting in touch with me I'm most active on facebook so evan bradley johnson on facebook and my email address is ipodcastedit at gmail.com you're welcome to reach out there as well uh and just say, you know, Hey, I listened to you on, uh, show. And I'm interested in some help with podcasting, some, you know, help with some direction and then we'll set up a time and we'll talk about it. Beautiful.
0: And I'll, I'll make sure the Facebook link is on, uh, the, the page for this interview itself. And of course, uh, people have that email address. That's awesome. Uh, really to, I guess to tie things up as nicely as possible. Uh, again, you're, you teach people about podcasting, but also in many ways you guide them through business. So, really want to close things out with like what off the top of your head is the best piece of podcasting and or business or branding advice that you might want to offer to someone who's trying to sort this out for themselves right now.
1: That's a good question. (laughs) That's a a really good question. Um, To be honest, the first thing I think of is more related to mindset, which really, really helps. And that is to only visualize the success of what you're doing. That's something that I've been doing a lot recently. Um, Because a lot of people get caught up in, oh God, my podcast isn't going to get many listens or it's not going to be successful, right? Um, So instead of focusing on your first week having, I don't know, five or 10 or whatever listens instead of 5,000, instead of focusing on that, when you're going to bed at night or you're in the shower or cooking or whatever, and you're just thinking about stuff, think about just envision you wake up in the morning and you look at your analytics for your podcast and oh, it's like five, 10,000 listens. Oh, cool. Okay, yeah, that was today. So if you only envision that, eventually that's all you'll think of. And that goes with business. Like I haven't thought about the potential of my business failing for a long, long time. So I'm not stressed out about it failing, right? I only think about my business succeeding and so that it really helps with just your stress levels on a day-to-day basis and it helps clear up your mind to just focus on growing your business to that point so you're not bogged down with with worrying about oh god what if my business fails and to make the right choice blah 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 um because those thoughts really don't serve you so if you if you retrain, if you train your mind to focus on the positive um potential outcomes right if you focus on what you want then um, you know, that's what that's what will happen eventually, even if it takes a long time, that's what will happen. And you'll feel better on that journey as well, if you're not focusing on the negatives. So does that does that answer your question?
0: Oh, yeah, a lot, a lot of <laughs> wisdom and insight and wisdom beyond your years and insight and gold in that answer. So thank you so much for offering that. And uh, thanks again, Evan, for, for being on and sharing your perspective, because this, uh, you know, this is really my first opportunity to, to share a podcast producer's perspective with people, whether they're going into podcasting, or they want to apply these lessons to any other type of business. So thanks so much for being here today. And thanks so much for sharing your gifts and and sharing your insight and your knowledge and intelligence. And uh, most importantly, sharing your experience and your time. I really do appreciate it.
1: Of course, yeah, thank you for having me on. And I, you know,
0: I, I just want to help as many people as I can. So thank you for giving me the opportunity to do that. Thank you one more time, Mr. Evan Johnson, for being a part of Shattered the Mole. That was great. Uh, guys, if you really like that one, of course, and you haven't done so already, go ahead and pull out that phone, hit that subscribe button. While you're at it, leave a quick, honest written review. Let me know how you're liking the content most recently, this episode and ones before it. And of course, let me know if there's any specific guests or any specific content that you want me to cover in future ones. With that said, I've got a few more awesome guests that are already lined up for the weeks ahead, so uh, i have a new episode out for you soon in the meantime just have a great week and i'll look forward to talking to you next time thank you for listening to shatter the mold at www.shatterthemoldpodcast.com my name is andrew s kaplan my name is andrew s kaplan and it's time to shatter the mold